Pivot Points is sponsored in part by F&M Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. NMLS number 401-420. You're listening to Pivot Points with Kristen Quinn on the Stream Grace Network. Welcome back to Pivot Points with Kristen Quillen. Guys, I'm so excited. Okay, so today I have a guest, Rachel Burchett. And we have tried to get together, I don't know for how long, for a little while. Wow. And I'm so excited to <laughs> chat with her, hear her story. And I know she has um, good things to say. She's another podcaster on our Stream Grace Network. But before we start, here is a word from our sponsor. Why wait for financing? Get quick decisions from a family-owned bank in your backyard. With financing designed for home, personal, or business, F&M's experienced and dedicated banking advisors are there for you every step of the way. Call 405-715-1100 or visit www.fmbankok.com. Okay, well, Rachel, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome to Pivot Points. Okay. You know, where we we can talk, we talk about everything. I'm assuming, since you're a podcaster, that you have an awesome story, because most people who are willing to get on, do a podcast, can chat, can talk, Mm -hmm. feel like they have lots to say. I can talk. (laughs) And I'm, I'm just assuming you have pivoted in life as well pivoted transitioned 180 yeah degrees all the time all the time yeah mm-hmm. i tell people yeah. it doesn't even have to be like one huge pivot i yeah. feel like as a mom and an entrepreneur and all the things i do i am pivoting multiple times in my day yes i call them small degrees of yes. change just yes. make the small degree adjustment and yeah. so and over time you end up realizing you're going a whole different direction than what you expected in life right and um I think I've come to realize that that is normal. You know, Jeremy and I have had conversations and different ones have had conversations on my podcast about, you know, you plan your life, write the vision, make it plain. That's what the Bible says. And so you do that thinking you're doing what the Bible says and I write the vision and make it plain. And it turns out nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Nothing to degree. I mean, yes, Uh you get married, you have Uh children, you build Uh a life, but... Uh God has other things in mind. Boy, does he. Mm-hmm. And so I learned to say, you know, the Bible also says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And I learned that I had more hope in the expectations that I did in my father. Mm-hmm. And so if I, learning the difference between hope and expectations, I mm-hmm. always have hope in my father, regardless of how my life did or didn't turn out Mm -hmm. and so to keep my heart healthy from growing sick so yeah well tell us um a little bit about your podcast well my podcast is called my brutal life and it's brutal because that if you step back and really look at your life you you almost go through the brutality and the beautiful at the same time Mm. you know the oversimplified example would be the butterfly and you know the the cocoon Mm -hmm. or the butterfly that comes out of the cocoon you know it's brutal in there Mm -hmm. but there is something happening those pivot points those small degrees of changes that is beautiful and then when it comes out and so my podcast is 
is about the brutal things, the brutal things that people have had to navigate and go through. But that really came out on the other side beautiful. It didn't mm-hmm. take them out. It didn't mm-hmm. put them under. They didn't mm-hmm. quit. Mm-hmm. They didn't give up. They didn't mm-hmm. cave in. They kept stepping forward. And so brutal came as actually kind of a mis kind of me merging two words at the mm-hmm. same time on mm-hmm. accident mm-hmm. um somebody had asked me so how is your life how, how are things going and they knew i was in the midst of a, a divorce and everything was transitioning from the church that my ex and i pastored and but yet at the same time i was changing for the better mm-hmm. and so i said it's brutal and I meant it's well, it's yes, <laughs> you know. So I'm trying to course correct uh-huh. that, and um, so my podcast is a lot of those things. And we've had people who have, you know, lost children who couldn't have children, who've gone through um, divorces, affairs, health issues, addictions that they are now living in the beauty of those stories. Mm-hmm. So, and I love, I love Revelations. Uh, I think it's twelve two. The, it, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and mm-hmm. the word of our, mm-hmm. I like to say story. Mm-hmm. Um, scripture says testimony. Mm-hmm. But basically, the more you tell your story, mm-hmm. the more healing comes to you. And I know for me, I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. And the more I tell my story, the more God just began to reveal himself to me and his heart to me in my story. And I'm also a hairdresser, so we call it therapy. You know, so I, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, your hair, mean, hairdresser knows talk, a lot of stuff. Right. Talk to their hairdresser, all mm-hmm. the stuff. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, just the more I would begin to share my story and to share the really get vulnerable, mm-hmm. people got vulnerable with me and would begin to share their story. Mm-hmm. And now I can have, it's, not, it's nothing for me to have a brand new client in my chair. Mm-hmm and just begin to share the story and how quickly they open up Mm -hmm. and some of their story may have happened eight ten twelve years ago and they didn't give it any validation until they start hearing you know well no this is where you you took that path you pivoted you transitioned Mm -hmm. to look where you're at now so Mm -hmm. so did you find that um for you you had different different t- points points in time when you could tell more and more of your story. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, when I first started, well, when I first started public speaking, mm-hmm. um, I oh gosh, I think I was probably I don't know early twenties maybe, and it was a Wednesday night, and we needed somebody to speak. Sean wanted somebody to speak, and he said, "Why don't you speak?" And I'm like what am I going to say? Was this at church? Yeah, I was at church. Uh And um, he's like, well, just tell your story. Which at the time, I was Uh pregnant at 16, Mm -hmm. you know, had a little girl. And I was so nervous. I think I was so nervous. I think I even said that I got pregnant at 14. But I didn't. Uh I met Sean uh at 14. Uh I got pregnant (laughs) at 16. Uh You know, so it was hard. It was Uh challenging, you know. Uh And But then the more you know we started sharing and started talking and then I did a lot of public speaking you know and in the pulpit and then small groups and then really my 
platform or at the time I called my podium was my chair that one-on-one and Mm -hmm. that's where I got the most vulnerable Mm -hmm. and because it was it was safer Mm -hmm. you know you're standing in front of people right and you're saying in a story right it's going to land 150 different Mm -hmm. ways Mm -hmm. if there's 150 people there Mm -hmm. and on this person it's going to land the right way but on this Mm -hmm. person this Mm -hmm. person's going to hear it differently Mm -hmm. and so I think that's the difference between I used to call living in a Mm fishbowl versus living in the spotlight Mm -hmm. when you live in a fishbowl and you get up and you talk to 150 200 different people you're really only letting them see what you want to see if you talk about you got two goldfish in a fishbowl you, they really can't go anywhere so you're going they're going to put out their best foot forward and their best image but when i'm behind a chair and doing hair it's the spotlight god mm-hmm. gets the spotlight whatever story he needs me to bring up in that moment mm-hmm. it's not scripted it's not laid out it's mm-hmm. not premeditated what i'm mm-hmm. going to say mm-hmm. it's custom conversation mm-hmm god-led god-driven mm-hmm. and i'm just doing my work i'm just doing my job right you right know, so. and through that you found healing 100 percent. and so what kind of things did you notice like clients especially what did that do for them like did you start to see them open up and actually come to get their hair done but heal a little bit more each time oh yeah definitely yeah. i guess i'm not i mean i've done hair for 27 years mm-hmm. i'm not the best hairdresser out there I'm not the best foiler out there. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not the best. But I've had more people say, I really come just because I need, I need to talk. I need mm-hmm. to talk. I, mm-hmm. I had a, a beautiful client in my chair, I don't know, one day last week, and she was kind of having a meltdown at her work. And she said, <laughs> we were joking. She said, I really just need to talk to my husband or my hairdresser, which was I love it. me, but uh-huh. I'm not just uh-huh. the hairdresser. Uh-huh. I'm, you know, a friend, an uh-huh. advocate, a, somebody that can say, it's okay, yeah. you're fine. So that's what I began to realize is, and I quit doing hair for a while, about eight years, and I went back in 2016, God put me back behind a chair, and I didn't realize how much I'd missed it, mm-hmm. and a part of me came alive again, mm-hmm. you know, even though it looked like, well, why couldn't you do the same ministry in the church? Mm-hmm. It was just different. Mm-hmm. It was just different. There's mm-hmm. no, there's so many confines mm-hmm. in the church and mm-hmm. you're able, only able to do so much. Mm-hmm. But in my world and outside mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. God can take you anywhere you want to go. We can talk about anything mm-hmm. they bring up. Mm-hmm. And I've heard everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of healing. So they heal. They feel better. They feel mm-hmm. better. And I just say you they walk by hair is a byproduct. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Good hair is a right. byproduct. Right. So. It truly is therapy or a ministry. Therapy. Mm-hmm. Um yes. Mm-hmm. I mean they have a set time, a set appointment mm-hmm. and you know it that it that would be different than yep. if you tried to carry that out. Yeah, there's been the more church. healing in my chair for me and for my client than ever took place at a pulpit or an altar or a Sunday school class or a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, We've—I mean, I, that's just where mm-hmm. God shows up the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. So, so I was just this. Well, let's see what's today. A couple of days ago, I was listening to a message, and the the topic was um, passion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, she was dissecting. I love it to z- dissect a word, mm-hmm. find the definitions of it, the root meanings, 
And um, I mean, lots of people probably know this, but if you don't, one of the root words and one of the the foundation pieces of um, passion is suffering. Mm-hmm. It's like the passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. I never, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. The movie, The Passion of the Christ, or when they talk about the passion, the passion story, it's the story of him suffering. suffering. Mm-hmm. And so, in this message, they were talking about, you know, when if you really are questioning or looking for your true passion what are you willing to suffer for mm-hmm. and what are you willing to endure mm-hmm. that's where your passion is yeah yeah and i think that it's so neat like your story although i don't know all the specifics and the bits and pieces of it but i'm hearing that there was some <laughs> suffering and but it's in that that you yeah. found your passion mm-hmm. yeah because when i for, see, I, like I said, I've been a hairdresser for 27 years. And so the first four years that he and I were married, I worked while he went to college. And then when he got out of college, I went to hair school. So I did hair for 15 plus years. And I put in my own salon. And I, like I said, that became my pulpit. And then I laid that down and went into full-time ministry for eight years. And and when I laid that down, I laid that down. I was done. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I had retired. I had no desire to do it. I mm-hmm. had no drive to do it. I would go get my nails done and think, I'm so glad I don't work in a salon anymore. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, I could kind of feel this weird thing mm-hmm. bubbling up in me again. Mm-hmm. And I texted a girlfriend and I said, hey, I'm kind of sort of thinking about maybe considering the opportunity that I might want to <laughs> pursue going back behind a chair. And I wanted to work at this specific uh-huh. salon. And, uh-huh. and I told God, I said, if you are asking me to do this, mm-hmm. I need five things. I need um, the desire to do it again. Mm-hmm. I need to build, I want you to build my clientele fast. I don't want it to take forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to work at this salon and I want to pay this much a month or mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're going to do this, we're going to have fun. And he went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And all, all five things, I began to have the desire to do it. My clientele built really fast. I got. I went to work in the exact salon I wanted, paid exactly what I needed, and I started having fun again. Mm-hmm. And I came alive. Mm-hmm. And But it's also very hard work. Mm-hmm. You're, you're standing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm passionate about what I do, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. You stand, mm-hmm. you talk, you're mm-hmm. emotionally giving out. You're trying to be Holy Spirit sensitive on what to say, what not to say. Who do you have in my chair? What can they handle? What can they not handle? And then, oh, wait, they want their hair colored. What color are we going to do? Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's kind of emotionally exhausting. It is. Or it can be. It can be. Mm-hmm. And But yet, at the end of the day, I feel so energized. Mm-hmm. I feel so um, fulfilled. I felt so fulfilled. Mm-hmm. The turnaround and just seeing God work whether it's an hour or an hour and a half or two hours, usually I don't have anybody in my chair longer than two hours. What God, could, what I've seen God do in those two hours in different women's life, I don't think I ever saw in church. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. I don't ever say mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. we go to church so pre-programmed. We mm-hmm. go in, we sit down, mm-hmm. we sit in our seat, mm-hmm. we do four or five praise and worship songs, we sit down, we greet, we take the offering, we have the message, we bow our heads, we pray. We might go to the altar, then we leave. Mm-hmm. Where we going to lunch? Mm-hmm. There's very little wiggle room. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, but it's that's how our culture mm-hmm. has stru- mm-hmm. structured it. So I think God's always working on the outskirts and mm-hmm. finding pockets. I think podcasts. I think 
Mm-hmm. People are getting a lot of um, connecting out of podcasts because we're human people and there's nothing that, there's no story that I wouldn't share if somebody mm-hmm. asked me mm-hmm. in, the, in the safety. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is I heard you say, you know, there's energy in that. Mm-hmm. And I love it when you do find your passion, which is directly connected to where he is calling you Mm -hmm. there's such energy in that Mm -hmm. and so much creativity in that yes yes and that's yeah that's life-giving yes which circles back around to he gives you life he gives you breath Mm -hmm. and if you are just in that sweet spot of his call for you Mm -hmm. and what he has for you it you get it right back yep Yep. But then there's also those days of going, God, this is hard. Mm -hmm. This is brutal. Mm -hmm. This is tough. Mm -hmm. This is, this was a hard day because you Mm -hmm. hear stories that are hard, Mm -hmm. but it only makes me more appreciative that God entrusted me to bring that person across my path because he needed them to hear about him. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily me or where I work or the hair that I do. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that if somebody is referred to me, it's a far bigger reason right. than just, hey, I need some bangs and some me fringes. Too. Me too. I'm a health coach. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, especially the people who come to me that get, get referred or connected to me somehow, I don't know them from anyone. Mm-hmm. I am up front and I'm like, you. I'm just telling you, we're probably connected for way mm-hmm. more than you need to lose some mm-hmm. pounds. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that. I love that he does that, that he makes those connections. Yeah. He, I think it's Second Corinthians 2.14. It says, and I could be wrong about the address, but it says, you come alongside me and I'll come alongside you. Mm-hmm. You help those mm-hmm. and I'll help you. And God gave me those words one day in February 2000, and I think it's February 5th, 2019, as I was I don't take a nap, but I had hit the wall that day. Mm -hmm. It was a brutal day. Mm -hmm. And I just closed, and I was trying to figure out, God, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How is this going to work? Can I make it on a hairdresser's salary? Really sliding down the rabbit hole. And I was thinking about going back to work or back to school to be a master instructor and then just go get a safe job, you know, just Mm -hmm. teaching Mm -hmm. hair students. And I closed my eyes. In fact, I had my grandson with me, and I just shot a picture of him sleeping because it was just mm-hmm. the effervescence of peace, and I mm-hmm, was not mm-hmm, feeling mm-hmm. peace at the moment. And I closed my eyes, and I and I saw these big. When I closed my eyes, I saw these big, these words on a p- computer screen, and they were a, like a big font. Mm-hmm. And I, I I knew the words. They were very. There were some words that I had been meditating on, and some prophetic words I'd been thinking about. And I thought, okay, God, what are you doing? What, do you, what, do you, what are you saying here? And he said, I'm making my word bigger in you mm. than the circumstance that you're walking through. Mm-hmm. You come alongside my people and I'll come alongside you. You help take care of my people and I'll take mm-hmm. care of you. Mm-hmm. And I have had to go back and remind myself of that over and over and over again because it doesn't look like I should be making it. Mm-hmm. But every day people are my, mm-hmm. my I don't say one of responsibility, but my destiny somebody Mm -hmm. is my destiny throughout Mm -hmm. the day Mm -hmm. somewhere throughout my day i'm going to go aha Mm -hmm. this was Mm -hmm. everybody had a purpose but this was the reason Mm -hmm. this one Mm -hmm. reason so i think we have that in common i mean i like to call myself a hope dealer Mm -hmm. yeah i do yeah because it's kind of like people have lost 
hope Mm -hmm. and maybe not completely but they're just in a season or they're in a brutal time of life and they can't comprehend or define hope right they just can't can't. Mm -mm. and i love that i love that you know in the middle of a really dark place or in the middle of a really broken season or in a season of so much uncertainty Mm -hmm. you can still be hopeful because your hope doesn't determine it, it doesn't ride on your circumstances. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ride on, nope. doesn't come from your environment and your circumstances. Right. And so I love, yeah. that's what energizes me. I love to tap into that with people and go, Mm-mm, hold up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've learned for me that when I get so inside, I, I, one of my strengths and weaknesses, I am an overthinker. I'll overthink everything. And when I get into the overthinking mode and I, it, it starts hitting on me and I get really sad. Mm-hmm. I need to get out and give to somebody. I, it, a, one of the key things when I look back at some of the intense, brutal seasons in my life, what gave me life was pouring into somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And when I can, I'm getting to the point where I recognize like, I'm just, I'm just feeling sad. Okay, I need to give. Mm-hmm. I need to get around people. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. energize mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I have to go out and and be a hope Mm -hmm. dealer Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i don't know who i'm going to run into Mm -hmm. but when i meet that destiny for the day Mm -hmm. and i get out it that's what gives me life and and so i guess i get so inside my head i get so inside the sadness i get so so inside the winter season or that hibernation season or that deficit or that depression or i get thinking on the brutality too much Mm -hmm. I go okay. I got to. I got to get out. I got to. Mm-hmm. I got to mm-hmm. give. I got to. Mm-hmm. Some people need to rest. That's mm-hmm. just for me. Mm-hmm. I need to get among mm-hmm. people. I need to see. I need to encourage people because that encourages mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I just recently told people. I mean, on a live video on Facebook. I mean, that very thing. Mm-hmm. Like, do not discount me mm-hmm. where I am right now in my own journey mm-hmm. and my own health journey because still pouring love and hope and encouragement mm-hmm. into other people is what makes gives me you what, life yes yes <laughs> and what energizes me and mm-hmm. what will help me down the road and what will help my body and my and my healing will mm-hmm. come from that and so don't discount me don't think oh i'm gonna bother her. oh mm-hmm. um she doesn't need me to reach out. no i need, I need that you. that yes. is the fuel on my fire yes that you know just the flames of the passion that mm-hmm. I have for what I do. And so, yeah, I just recently was like, don't, you know, don't walk away from me. Um, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I have to have, um, you know, some people aren't energized by people. They have to be quiet mm-hmm. and be meditative. Oh, I know a lot of people who have to kind of go back and retreat, alone, pull back. Alone time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had, I had a, my, my dad just passed away and there's been a lot of grief in my life in the last from August till now and mm-hmm. um, I was just hitting the wall really mm-hmm. hard and mm-hmm. Adam said maybe we shouldn't go do anything we had plans like on a Friday night or something and I said no I need to be around people I need to be around yes it, I need to laugh mm-hmm. I need to um, just enjoy other people's energy mm-hmm. my dad was mm-hmm. always saying laughter mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is the med- is, is the best medicine mm-hmm. joy and laughter mm-hmm. and and it does it's mm-hmm. like a shot of adrenaline and see what's great though is that you know that pattern in yourself and so mm-hmm. you can recognize it and you know the next step to take mm-hmm. i i 
um, have a lot of people right now in my life that are dealing with grief, a mm-hmm. loss of a parent, like mm-hmm. a handful. Yeah. Um, and as I'm trying to navigate through that with them, I don't have the experience with that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the wisdom of that, but um, I just try to remind them, you know, recently someone said, it's okay to feel those things, anger, anxiety, sadness, you know, down feelings, but are they passing emotions that you know how Mm -hmm. to take control of and handle and put them in their place? Mm -hmm. Or what have you agreed with? Right. What spirit of those things have you agreed with? Right. And made covenant with the spirit of fear, the spirit of anxiety. Um, And that's the only thing I know to do when they are in the, I'm like, just, it's okay to feel those things. Mm -hmm. And feel them. Mm-hmm. Let yourself and sit in that. So many and feel people it. won't, right? Mm-hmm. And I but, get that. But don't agree with a mm-hmm. spirit of overwhelming. Yeah, fear. One thing that has come out of this grief season that I'm in is grief is a sneaky little booger, mm-hmm. and it will sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. And I really just after my dad died, I just got up and I just hit. I hit the wall, and I just couldn't get up and exercise my body was like shutting down my back was hurting my feet mm-hmm. were hurting mm-hmm. and and I'm not a sad person by nature mm-hmm. I'm delusionally mm-hmm. optimistic me too <laughs> so I'm borderline Pollyanna I mean I have to tell people I'm not Pollyanna I just cho- I make a choice yes but anyway <laughs> well my world is not all you rainbows mm-hmm. and butterflies mm-hmm. but I like that world I mean I, right. everything's optimistic and and so grief there's a lot of sadness and I remember looking out the window and going, I just don't want to get that close to sadness. It because I kept thinking, I don't want it to change mm-hmm. me, God. I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't, I don't, I don't want to touch it. I don't want mm-hmm. it, but I, you can mm-hmm. feel it lurking mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I heard Holy Spirit say, if you don't, it will change you anyway. Mm-hmm. Which is coming into agreement mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. it's there, and then it, like I don't want sadness to be my identifier because mm-hmm. that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. But if I deny it and sweep it under the rug, it's going to start telling me who I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that heaviness on me. I don't want mm-hmm. that to come through my body. Mm-hmm. I don't want mm-hmm. that. And so I, I, I haven't been, I've been paying attention to my body enough to go, okay, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm getting to where I can get back into the gym and do something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's grief is, and I know God came, he bore our grief. Mm-hmm. And I, I, God has given me stories in his word that I know he, he felt grief of losing a parent. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus, that is. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we probably don't have time mm-hmm. to go into all that. But I know he understands grief and I know he understands mm-hmm. the sadness. And so trusting that when I when it does show its face and leaning into it, that He, the Holy Spirit is there with me in the sadness he is my comforter Mm -hmm. he is i've known him as counselor for a long time and Mm -hmm. now he's showing up Mm -hmm. as comforter Mm -hmm. and um it's all new for me Mm -hmm. but that's really good Mm -hmm. and let him be in the right place Mm -hmm. right i don't need Mm -hmm. him to be my advocate right now he's Mm -hmm. showing up as comforter Mm -hmm. and i'm and i have great days and i have Mm -hmm. not so great days Mm -hmm. and even in the not so great days I still get around people. Mm-hmm. 
because I know by faith that energizes me. And I love that you recognize, like I said a second ago, you recognize a toolie that you can use when that mm-hmm. comes around, when you've hit rock bottom or you're about to, mm-hmm. and you know you have a system kind of, and mm-hmm. you know a tool to use, you need to go out and be with other people, encourage other people, speak life into other people. Right. That's a tool yep. that you have in your tool belt for yes. dealing with grief. Yep. And I love that. And sometimes I forget what tools I have in there. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot I can use mm-hmm. that here. But this right mm-hmm. now, I mean, I didn't know where we were going to go here today, but that's the fun part <laughs> is that someone's going to hear this that needs it. Yep. yep. They're going to need those tools. They're even just, you know, one tool or they're going to recognize that they have multiple tools. Yep. Yeah. My counselor told me, she said the best, I had two counselors tell me this, the best counseling happens off the counselor's couch and out of the counselor's office. Hmm. It's when Holy Spirit takes one sentence because we've said probably 500 sentences here but Holy Spirit can take this whole podcast and highlight Mm -hmm. three things Mm -hmm. that I walk away with and go Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at that's what I need Mm -hmm. you to integrate Mm -hmm. that's what I need to work on Mm -hmm. so and then trying to give me wisdom God to Mm -hmm. embed that in my life how Mm -hmm. do you want to put that in my Mm -hmm. life and then he grows it from there yeah. and he gives you a little bit more and a little mm-hmm. bit more and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and, and then deeper. it becomes who you are yes mm-hmm. I love that yeah. well this has been awesome <laughs> okay you. I can already tell you're coming back because <laughs> we have way more to talk about that was like that was scr- so fast that was like scratching the surface <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on today thank you for having me yeah you guys thank you for listening and join me next time <laughs> <laughs>